would have done that cleaning while I was away, Sarah. I'm, I'm sorry, Mrs. Trilling. Chances are you were out somewhere for the entire five days instead of taking care of your duties. You told me I could take some time off. Looks to me like you didn't spend any time on. But, ma'am, This I... place hasn't been dusted since I left. Well, I would have dusted today. I, I didn't expect you back until tomorrow. Obviously. Would you mind just moving a little, Mrs. Chilling? I'd like to clean the part of the rug that you're standing on. Is it all right if I stay in my own apartment? I didn't mean that, ma'am. I, I just want... I'll answer it. I'll get it myself. You'd better keep on with that vacuum. I'll answer the door, Mr. Chilling. I Schilling. said I would No, go. no, you can't. You mustn't. I what? You, you mustn't answer the door. I'll go myself. You stay here. Sarah, you stop pushing me. You Ma'am. take your hands off me. What's got into you? Don't answer the door, Mrs. Trilling. You've lost your mind, Sarah. I'll attend to you when I get back. Mrs. Trilling, I'm warning you. Don't answer that door. Want a beer with flavor? A flavor that's delightfully, deliciously different? Try that smooth beer. Try Champagne Velvet, the beer with the million-dollar flavor. Thank you, my friend, for a very happy suggestion. It's worth repeating. Try that smooth beer. But Champagne Velvet is more than just that. It's a beer with a rare and unusual flavor combination. It's bright and sparkling from foam to finish. It's light and lively with a clear, clean taste that makes you sure it's pure. And best of all... It has the rich, robust, and full-bodied flavor that stamps it as a beer of real premium quality. Premium quality that costs you no premium in price. Light and lively, bright and sparkling, yet just as smooth. What a flavor combination. And you're sure it's pure. And now on to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend. To those who have no friends. Good morning, madam. Good morning. I represent the Jim Dandy yeah, well, Handy Kitchen. Just a moment, young man. Uh, yes? You almost caused a panic in my apartment just now when you rang the bell. Sorry, madam. Sorry. Wouldn't let it happen for the world. Blake's the name. Eddie Blake. I represent the Jim Dandy Handy Kitchen Set Company of West Parthenon, Illinois. Oh, in competition uh, with the bigger companies, we find we can pass on better values to our customers by calling on them in person, uh, demonstrating uh, the Jim Dandy Handy Kitchen Set. Uh, can anybody hear me inside? Everybody can hear you every place. Now, just the woman moment. in the next apartment has a door open, but she doesn't have to. In now, that case, madam, this... you'll just have to let oh. me demonstrate the Jim Dandy Handy Kitchen Set in the privacy of your own apartment. Oh. I have here in this little box... The greatest boon to housewives ever invented, developed, or discovered. Cuts well, down your uh, kitchen work. Makes preparing food a pleasure. Makes I am not holiday. interested. Good day. Uh, hey, hey, don't close the door. You better take this package. Take it. I don't want it. You'd better want it. Well, I... If you don't take it, lady, one of us is going to die. What? And, lady, it ain't going to be me. <laughs> Yeah, hold on, Williams, and find out. Right. Yeah, all the noise going on here, you'd think the cops and reporters never been on a murder case before. Yeah, just hold the phone. Right. Uh, Faraday, Inspector Faraday. What do you want? Uh, I got the city desk on the wire. What do I care? Well, they want to know whether you got any idea who killed the girl. If you newspaper guys don't stop pestering me, I'll clean the whole lot of you out of this apartment. Thank you. Hey, uh, Williams. Yeah? Faraday says no, he's got no idea. Okay, then give me what you got. Right. Body was found in a bedroom. Huh? Apartment belongs to a Mrs. George Trilling, a widow. Huh? With dough. 
Who was killed? Yeah, the maid. The name was Sarah. Sarah... Uh, wait a minute, let me see. I wrote it down here. Oh, uh, Sarah Jeffries. Uh-huh. Age about 34. Not pretty. Brown hair. Beautiful blonde maid. Playing in a lavish apartment. That it? Well, it ain't it, but I know that's what it's going to be. I got an idea that the maid was killed by mistake. Go ahead. Let's have it. She was found in the bedroom. She wasn't wearing a maid's uniform or anything. Uh-huh. Uh, somebody maybe wanted to knock off Mrs. Trilling. Where was Mrs. Trilling? Oh, out shopping somewhere. Is Boston Blackie working on the case? Yeah, wait a minute. Uh-huh. Hey, Faraday. What do you want? Desk wants to know if Boston Blackie is working on this case. No, and he isn't going to be. Now, get off that phone. Are you still there, Williams? I'm still here. Faraday says Blackie isn't on the case, but uh, five will get you ten that he will be on it uh-huh. as soon as he finds out about it. You didn't know a thing about the case, Blackie? No, Mary, not until you brought me the newspaper. No. My radio's being fixed, and I've been reading a book. I have an idea I'm going to be sorry I brought you this paper. <laughs> oh, don't be silly. <laughs> I'm on vacation for murder cases. Mm-hmm. Faraday is on this one. He'll find out who killed the maid. Do you think it was mistaken identity that it was Mrs. Trilling the uh, murderer wanted to kill? Mary, dear, I am not thinking about murder. Uh-huh. I told you, I was on vacation. I know. Well, what would you like to do this afternoon? Would it uh, make any difference? Why, Mary, I'm surprised at you. Of course it would. I'm devoting the entire afternoon to you. Oh. Name it and you can have it. Oh, you'll forgive me if I don't understand why you aren't trying to find out who killed that maid. It's none of my business. No, it never is, but that hasn't prevented you from working on murders before. Well, this time it's different. I'm mm. on vacation. Well, the paper says that the police are completely at a loss for either a motive or a clue. It does? Yes. Faraday gave out an interview saying there's absolutely nothing to indicate why the maid was killed. She had no enemies. There was nothing missing from the apartment. And Mrs. Trilling had no enemies. Tough one, huh? Very. Well, well I uh, see what you mean. You're going to see Faraday? Right away. What about your vacation? What vacation? The one you were on. Oh, that? Yes, that. Well, it turned out that it had to be a small vacation with a killer at large. <laughs> Faraday, homicide. Hello, Inspector. Yeah? This is Mrs. Trilling. Oh, I'm Mrs. Trilling. I've been phoning everywhere, trying to get in touch with you. Where are you? Not where I said I'd be. Why not? You said you'd let me know where you were all the time. No. No, I can't. I don't dare. Hey, look, Mrs. Trilling. Someone killed your maid in an attempt to kill you. At least that's what it looks like. I know. That's why I'm afraid. Well, if you're afraid, then you should be. You've got to let me know where you are. Or let me give you some protection. No. No, I don't dare. But look. I don't want anyone to know where I am. Not anyone at all. Not even the police. Yes, yes, come in. Come in. What is it with you? Mr. Downey. Speak up. Uh, Eddie Blake is back. Finally. Yeah. Well, tell him to come in. At once. Uh, At once, do you hear me? You come in with him. Yeah, sure, Mr. Downey, of course. Hurry it up. Come on in, Eddie. Right. Hiya, boss. We had a little accident this afternoon, didn't we? A very unfortunate accident. Unfortunate? Very unfortunate. I didn't want that maid killed. Well, that's what I mean. It was an accident. Speak up. You see, when I was there this morning, that day Mrs. Trilling came to the door. I didn't know who she was. Yes. All I knew was she was supposed to be out of town. Go on. So I gave her the package. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Blake. Wait just a minute. Huh? 
You only recently joined Weepy and me in our little enterprise. Yeah, I did. You don't know how long we've planned our perfect little setup. No, I, I did. But you've spoiled it. I've spoiled it? Yes. How did I spoil it? Listen. I give the spiel to the dame just like you told me. Blake's the name, Eddie Blake. I represent the Jim Dandy Handy Kitchen Set Company of West Parthenon, Illinois. I know. In competition with the bigger companies, you know, I give her the whole story. And that isn't all. Well, I don't understand. You're sure right. That wasn't all, was it? I spoiled it. Blake, you've made a mistake. I didn't make them. You almost made a costly mistake. The maid who was our contact is dead. Well, it was her own fault. Now you will have to... Hey, Mr. Downey. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't mean to do nothing. All I... Yes, Weepy. I think he's dead. I'm sure he is. Very sure. Oh, he was cute enough, boys. You know that? After he finds he makes a mistake giving a package to the woman instead of the maid, he goes back to the apartment and he brings back the stuff he made her take. That's so? I got it inside. He shouldn't have killed the maid. Well, that's going to bring the police too close to us. How? I can't find it. Perhaps. Besides, we've got three, four other maids working for us. That's the list right in your death. I know. We'll do all right. Of course we will, of course. But I still wish he hadn't killed that maid. You know something, Mr. Donnie? What's that? I'm pretty sure he wishes that himself right now. Blackie, I'm not going to lose my temper. I'm not going to tell you to get out of my office. <laughs> but so help me if you don't leave me alone... I'll throw you out. So I'll help you, you'll throw me out. Okay, so I'll help you. I didn't say that. It was close enough. I know what you really meant, though, Faraday. Now listen to me. Mm -hmm. I just came from the apartment house where that maid was killed. Go on back. Maybe something will happen to you. You aren't that lucky. Are you going to listen to me? Yeah, go on, talk. I never heard a guy talk more in my life. It's a habit that I got into when I was young. Yeah. Faraday, I didn't try to get into the murder apartment just now. I spent my time calling on neighbors of Mrs. Trilling. So? So I found out something that makes me want to see her right away. Where's she hiding? Uh, you wanted to talk, so talk. I'm just listening. That's what I like. Cooperation. Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't matter. I'll take it from here myself. You take it as far as you can. And be sure you go with it. Listen, Inspector. Mrs. Trilling had a caller this morning, several hours before her maid was killed. Isn't that unusual? Blackie, how do you do it? Okay, okay, but this was a particular kind of caller. Particular. You see, the woman in the next apartment had her door open and could hear most of the conversation between Mrs. Strilling and this man. What big ears she had. The caller was a door-to-door -door salesman selling something called the Jim Dandy Handy Kitchen Set. Only I just checked and there is no such thing. No kidding. Gosh, Blackie, the things you find out. What about it? Well, I was thinking... Strange work for you, Blackie. I was thinking that if that salesman wasn't selling any Jim Dandy Handy Kitchen Set... Isn't it logical that he was selling death? Premium quality, yes, sir. Premium quality that is yours to enjoy at no premium in price. Now, that's something worth remembering. But every time you pour your glass of champagne velvet, you're reminded that you're enjoying a real premium quality beer... At no premium in price. You know, of course, that more costly malt and grain, higher-priced hops, and more careful and costly brewing methods are all a part of CV's famous million-dollar formula. So CV has to have unmistakable premium quality. CV's flavor tells you all of that. It's bright and sparkling, light and lively from foam to finish, 
with the rich, robust, and full-bodied flavor of a real honest-to-goodness beer. Real premium-quality beer. But that's not all. It has a clear, clean taste given it by controlled aging. A taste that makes you sure it's pure. And it's smooth, 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 just as smooth. And now, back to Boston Blackie. Though her maid, Sarah, warned her not to open her apartment door, Mrs. Trilling did so anyway and was confronted by Eddie Blake, a door-to-door salesman who told her to accept a package from him or die. Later, Sarah is found murdered in Mrs. Trilling's bed. To all appearances, Mrs. Trilling herself was the intended victim. As we return to our story, Boston Blackie and his friend, Mary Wesley, ring the doorbell at Mrs. Trilling's apartment. Blackie, how many times are you going to ring that bell before you're convinced Mrs. Trilling isn't at home? Once more. Yeah, Mary, that convinced me. Oh? Not convincing me the door is unlocked. No. And now for a look around. Well, I'll look for a story in one of Mrs. Trilling's magazines while you look for a clue in Sarah's murder. You'll find a good story before I find a good clue, I'll bet. (laughs) Faraday's men have been all over this apartment, especially in the living room and bedroom. So I'll see what's in the kitchen first. I'll tell you right now what's in there. A stove, a refrigerator, a cupboard, and linoleum on the floor. How'd you guess, Mary? That's exactly what I found. I was in a kitchen once. So was someone else, not so long ago. What do you think I just found under the sink? I can tell you that, too. The floor. No, something on the floor. Hmm. You know what it looks like to me? An orange-colored piece of wrapping paper. Right. And I can tell by the creases in it. It was taken off a package, a small package, and recently. Oh, no. Hmm. Very orange wrapping paper. Strange color for wrapping paper. What are you trying to do? See through it? No, read the watermark, if any. Watermark? Yeah, here it is. The uh, Lawrence Paper Company. This paper might tie in with the door-to-door salesman I told Faraday about. Well, it ought to be easy to find out from the watermark who makes the paper. And the people who made the paper can tell you who uses it. And the people who use it may be able to tell you what was in it. <laughs> Am I brilliant? Brilliant enough to look in the phone book and get me the number of the Lawrence Paper Company. Well, I'll try. You know, a still better way to find out what was in that paper is to ask Mrs. Trilling. I wonder where she is. I don't know. Harley wouldn't tell me. But I have a hunch this piece of paper is going to wrap up this case. Sit down. Sit down, Mrs. Trilling. Thank you. You know why I'm here, of course. I might, I might. Yeah, I guess but you might. But suppose, uh, just to be on the safe side, you tell me. I know what you're doing, Mr. Downing. It's do? very clever, and I'd like to work with you. Oh, I see. Well, first, let me ask you something. Yes? How did you find me? My maid told me about you before I killed her. You killed your maid? Yes, I had to, or she would have killed me. That's so. After I found out what was in that package your Mr. Blake gave me. You found it. Now, when do I start working with you? Right away, Mrs. Trillo. Oh, good. I actually believed Eddie Blake killed your maid. And because I admire your handiwork and to introduce you to the business, suppose I show you around the shop. I'd like that very much. This way, Mrs. Trilling. This way. All right. 
This door here leads to my workshop. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, that I'm the best in my business. The best. Well. After you. Thank you. Are we going to see your workshop? Yes. And here's some of my work. <laughs> Weepy. Weepy. You call me, Mr. Donnie? Yes, Weepy. Come here. Uh, Come Donnie. here. Yeah, uh, Mr. Donnie, I'm... Hey, who's the dame? What happened to her? The woman is Mrs. Trilling. Mrs. And Trilling? And I just knocked her out with my blackjack. What I want you to do is to take her out oh, of I here. Oh, I can't do anything right now, Mr. Listen Donnie. Listen to me. Now, you do... that package to the maid at number three. Now, that Eddie isn't with it. You'll make the delivery to number three later. Yeah, but I can't. Right now, I want you to take Mrs. Trilling out of here and finish the job that I started. <laughs> Paper Company. Hello, this is Boston Blackie. I'd like to speak to the man in charge of sales, please. Well, I'm speaking to him now, yes. I'm in charge of everything around here, yes. Well, I guess you can help me then. Maybe. You make an orange-colored wrapping paper, don't you? If it's got our watermark, I guess we do. Well, it does have your watermark on it. Well? Who uses it? Could you tell me that without guessing? Yes, guess could. Well, it'd take a while to have to look at our order sheets. Well, do that, will you? And right away? Well, I can't do it right away, Blackie. Even if I started now, I might have to look back through a lot of old records. Well, look back? Yes, we haven't sold any of that orange wrapping paper for, oh, I guess, uh, maybe a year. Well, you can find out for me. I mean, well, who uses it? Can't you find that out? Oh, sure, sure. Sure what? Sure, I can find out for you, I guess. Come in. Well, Weepy, how did you make... Oh, who are you? Doesn't matter. You Mr. Danny? I am, sir, I am. I'd like to talk to you, Mr. Danny. You can start by telling me who you are and how you found me. Jones. John Jones is the name. John Jones. And if you're interested, I found you by getting your name and address from the man who sold you orange wrapping paper. Oh. Well, what do you want, Mr. Jones? Here, just a second. You know, the air in here is awfully stuffy. Mind if I open this window? Oh, yes, yes, I certainly do. It's windy out, and my desk is covered with papers. Oh, I'm sure it isn't windy enough to blow your papers around. Now, don't open that window. It's... Now, now, look what you've done. Close that window, will you? Oh, it is windy, isn't it? Sorry, Miss Danny. I'll help you pick your papers up off the floor. Don't bother. No, no, I insist. Leave them alone. This is all my fault. I shouldn't have opened the window. No, you shouldn't have. But uh, I'll have all your papers back on the desk in no time at all. Look, Blackie, just who do you think you're fooling? Uh, You call me Blackie? Yes. Boston Blackie. Well, uh, you can tell your grandchildren that Boston Blackie picked up your papers for you. Never mind. There they are, back on your desk. Now, look, you, look. You came here for something. Now, what was it? You might say I blew in to shoot the breeze with you, Danny. Very funny. So now I'll also blow. I don't understand this. But all I know is that whatever you came in for, you didn't get. I wouldn't say that, Danny. I wouldn't say that at all. Hey, 
Hey, Mr. Downey. Oh, come in, Weepy. Come in. About time you got back. We've got work to do. Oh, more work, Mr. Don? Yes, much more. Well, don't you think I've done enough for one day? No. I finished off that Mrs. Thrilling like you told me. That took a couple hours. After that, I made that delivery to number three. Or I tried to. Tried to? Uh, that yeah. delivery had to be made today. The woman gets back to town tomorrow. Yeah, I know that, but the maid at number three wouldn't take it. What'd you do? She said a guy was there already today with a sales talk, and he gave her a package and everything. What? Yeah, he gave her a package and everything. She Jeez. didn't she didn't she didn't crack to him though, because when she opened it, there was nothing on it. I know who delivered that package. Boston Blackie. Blackie? Yes, he was here a while ago. And after he left, I couldn't find our list. He must have taken it with him, and he's trying to find out what we're doing by calling on the people listed. Gee. Blackie got nothing at number three. Contact number four by phone, Weepy, right away. We'll have a surprise for Blackie when he gets there. <laughs> It's a nice day to sit in the park, Mr. Donnie. We're not here because it's a nice day. Ah. And if that maid at number four doesn't show up soon, it's going to turn out to be a bad day, Weepy. Hey, you think this is her coming down the sidewalk now? Well, it's about time. Yeah. About time. Call her over here, Weepy. Yeah, sure. Uh, hey, Harriet. Oh. Harriet. That's so loud. Uh, here we are. Oh, oh. Hello, Weepy. You sent for me. You said the big boss wanted to see me. Is anything wrong? Yeah, I'll let the big boss tell you about that. But this is him, Mr. Downey. Oh, uh, oh, hello. How do you do? You're the maid in apartment 3F at 2142 95th Street? Uh, Are you, Harriet? Uh, yeah, yes, yes. And a salesman hasn't been to see you yet today, has he? Has he? Uh, no. Answer no. quickly, please. No, he, I'm not even expecting him till tomorrow. It, it's all right if you don't come till the day after, because the lady at the house will be back till the day after that. Well, we think a salesman is going to call on you this afternoon. A phony, though, Harriet. Well, never mind, Weepy. Uh, never mind. Oh, no, sure, Mr. Donnie. I'll handle this. I'll handle this very well. And I want you to do what I tell you to when this salesman shows up, Harriet. Oh, oh, oh. You do what I tell you to do, and then we'll handle him. Yeah? Good afternoon, madam. Good afternoon. Jones is the name, Giant Jones. I represent the Jim Dandy Handy Kitchen Set Company, West Parthenon, Illinois. I'm Now, just sorry. let me step inside for a moment or two, but... and I'll show you something that will well... cut hours from the time you spend in the kitchen. And make cooking a pleasure, too. Oh, very well. Thank you. And before I leave, you'll thank me. Now, to begin with, madam, is there a knife in your kitchen with a blade, a spoon with a handle, a fork with prongs? Well, well if there yeah. is, you need one of these. Now, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. You may not believe it, madam, but in this little package is the answer to your kitchen prayers. And in this little hand is the answer to the question, do you want to say your prayers? Oh, Danny, it's you. Prize, aren't you? Not very. Weepy? Yeah, boss. Keep your gun on him and shoot in case he goes for me. Sure, Mr. Downey. Now, Blackie, raise your hands and turn around so that you face the wall. If I raise my hands, I'll have to drop the package under my arm. Well, drop it then. Drop it. All right, but don't forget. You told me so. <coughs> hey, Mr. Downey. The room's full of smoke. <coughs> I know it. Blackie dropped a smoke bomb. <coughs> Hurry, shoot him quickly. I can't say. Well, shoot anyway. You might get him. Okay. No, don't. I'll be too. Get down on the floor, Harriet. <laughs> can't see anything. Start shooting with it. Start shooting. 
Even the riot in here, Mr. Donnie. Oh, yes, I am, Weepy. Uh, right here. Uh, Weepy, Weepy, did you get Blackie? No, Danny, Blackie got Weepy. What? And, Danny, you go, too. No, no. <coughs> All right, Barty, come on in. All right, Blackie. Yes, Barty. I close this case for you. Okay. But, Blackie, how about doing the same thing to your mouth? <coughs> Madam, a genuine confession of murder I have here, an expose of a racket, the likes of which your fair eyes have never seen before. How much is it, sir? One dime, one-tenth of a dollar? <laughs> it's only free, Mary. It's interesting. <laughs> the racket was positively ingenious. It was stolen jewelry, wasn't it, Blackie? Yes, but it was stolen in a very clever way. Huh? The maid of the house was talking to stealing a valuable piece of the jewelry while her mistress was away. Uh-huh. Then she delivered it to Downey. Oh, I see. Then Downey would make a copy of the jewels, keep the originals, and send the copy back to the maid at her place of employment by a phony door-to-door salesman. Oh, I get it. It's pretty complicated. Well, that's that. Now, I know you brought the smoke bomb with you because you thought Downey and Weepy were waiting for you, but, Blackie, I thought you were on vacation. I was. I had a wonderful time. Wish you were there. And X marks the spot I put Downey and Weepy on. <laughs> <laughs> Make mine CV, because for me, there is no finer beer, and it's just as smooth. Make mine CV. So many folks who know good beer when they taste it have said just that. Time after time, that Champagne Velvet is not only the leading beer by far in its home state of Indiana, but it is preferred by particular people everywhere that it is sold. There's only one reason for that, and that is flavor. The bright, sparkling, light and lively flavor of a real premium quality beer. Premium quality that costs you no premium in price. The rich, robust, and full-bodied flavor of real, honest-to-goodness beer. And the clear, clean taste that makes you sure it's pure. So make yours CV. Because for you, there is no finer beer. You're sure it's pure, and it's just as smooth. And now, here is a preview of what happens next week. Hello. Hello, Beverly. Oh, darling, hello. Where are you? In a drugstore downtown. I thought I'd call and see how you're feeling. A little better. Oh. Are you going to be home soon? No, not for a couple of hours yet. Oh. Now, look, I want you to take that medicine I got for you. It's 10 o'clock, and it's supposed to be taken at 10. Oh, darling, do I have to? Yes, you have to. You know how I hate to take medicine of any kind. Well, you want to feel better, don't you? Yes, of course. Then but... take the medicine you're supposed to, when you're supposed to. <laughs> All right, darling, I will. In a little while. No, no, right now, sweetheart. While we're on the phone. So I'll know you're taking it. <laughs> you don't trust me, do you? Not when it comes to taking medicine. <laughs> now go get it. I'll wait. Oh, I don't have to get it. It's right here on the table beside me. Oh, that's good. I've been looking at it for an hour, trying to get up enough courage to take it by ten, as you said I should. And it won't taste as bad as you think. Oh. Now pour it into a glass, about an inch from the bottom, and you drink it down. For your sake, darling. Just a minute. All right. And you pour out a good dose of it? Yes, darling, a whole inch. That's a good girl. Now drink it down. Here it goes. Drink it. Oh. Did you drink oh. it? 
Oh, it tastes awful. It's, it's burning me. What is it? Poison, sweetheart. Deadly poison. 